The following episode contains mature themes, sexual content, and good times, just so you know what to look forward to. Welcome to the world's most comically carnal podcast, where every month we come together to document indecency and publish pornography. I'm your host, Tanya Tutitz, and joining me as always are Sodome Velvet and the Baroness Elizabeth Barrett Boming. And we welcome you to the ninth episode of Coming Together. If this is your first foray into the Ouvre Jambe Chronicles, here's a quick explanation of how things work. It's maybe not recommended to start here, but I guess you can start at any point of the story you want. Each episode, we write and record a new chapter of an erotic novel, which follows the story of Magnolia Ouvrejean, a young woman who possesses the ability to travel through time and space through orgasming. Like a relay race, the Viscountess Elizabeth Barrett Boning, or Sodome Velvet, Write a short section, which we read on air immediately after it's written. Then the next author takes the baton and continues the story. The goal is to co-create in real time as much as possible. So if you have an awesome idea for the story, we welcome you to get in touch and make suggestions on where we can go next. We'll remind everyone of our socials at the end. I can't believe it's the ninth episode. How's everyone doing? Good. Yeah. 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 I'm doing incredibly well. Wow. Incredibly well. <laughs> I'm just feeling good after, you know, a great day of having fun. <laughs> just living life in balmy <laughs> weather in December. Isn't that nice? We're in the end times. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The weather's yeah. been wild. Um, yeah. Feeling good. I'm feeling nervous as always because... Uh, Liz, BB, and I always like to do things and then realize that we're not historians and also don't have time for extensive research. So we'll see. (laughs) I was actually going to ask about that today because I was thinking about how you literally wove like porn and horror together, which was like wild because it was good. And like, I wanted (laughs) to know, like, what was it like both researching that entire thing? Like when you're researching these What is like, are you like sitting there and you're like, wow, these are all things that have happened? Or are you like, wow, these are all things that have happened and now I will make them porn? (laughs) Like, what is your experience when you're like choosing? Because I don't know what the next thing is that you're going to choose, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I guess we choose things that lend themselves to like porn. Mm -hmm. So like we'll have like a list of, things that have happened in history and we'll be like, that would be hilarious. Yeah. You know, or like this works well, this hasn't been done yet. Cause there's so, I don't know, you know, like there's so many time mm-hmm. travel narratives where like, like maybe we'll go see Shakespeare, but like very low on the list because everybody visits Shakespeare. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do know. love that you always pick like niche ones, but yeah. What yeah. Was it and like? there's, there's more yeah. than just Western history too. It's true. What was it like writing horror? Like, what was it like writing horror and porn? Well, that's what I was just going to say is that, like, yes, we have maybe chosen places that lend themselves to porn from time to time. But like the last episode in particular, 
I think both of us were kind of feeling like, how on earth are we going to turn this sexy? And I just didn't know going into it. Um, So I think it ended up being kind of fun, but it was also a lot of playing mental gymnastics while I was writing. Yeah. Let's make it spooky. Now let's make it sexy. Now let's make it spooky. Now let's make it friggin' weird as heck. Doesn't make sense at all. Throws the reader or the listener off because they're like, yeah. no, that should not be sexy after XYZ experience. I so, love that. So it's a, honestly, that's a, that's a thing we keep running up against is like something will happen and we'll be like, it does not make sense for sex to happen after this. Like, like the, when she went mm-hmm. to Palmyra and the king yeah. died and I'm like, oh. well, you know, yeah. Yeah. It is. But but yeah, I think I think horror in particular was uh, ambitious and maybe not super well executed. Like it, we, I think it was a good time. Like what we did was fun, but you there's a lot of setup in horror mm-hmm. in the horror genre, and like it's kind of, it, like that's actually something I'm realizing. It's really hard to set things up. Yeah. As we're passing the baton, mm-hmm. like I'll I'll put something and the Duchess would just not pick up on it. And that's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't pick up on stuff you set up. Yeah, um, exactly. So and it's, it's, there's certain genres where it's harder. And, mm-hmm. and, horror, and there's the added challenge of us like wanting to have like a solid, I don't know, half of the episode dedicated to sex, mm-hmm. which means that we only really have half yeah. the episode for setting things up. And it's just like, even if it was just me writing and like taking the time to write, I would find it hard to actually like set something up properly and make it feel spooky or make it feel out there mm-hmm. properly describe the time period just because the whole goal is getting to the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be though. I feel like we had, we had that, we had that chapter where there was very little sex and she was like in the Neolithic era. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, true, with the whole bird. Yeah, with the, the, I can't remember what it's called, the, the terror bird. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, now that I say that, now that I think about it, like, I was like, we don't need to have sex in every episode. And then I was like, eh, nah, yeah, <laughs> maybe we do. But like, we kind of want to. I feel no, like I, 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 I would feel as a listener cheated. No, yeah. Like, what? Also, I feel like you both are often, like, kind of, like, planting seeds or, like, punting it to each other through your sections where, like, someone will be like, I set you up for sex and you can't, like, there's no, like, explicit conversation about it. It's just that, like, someone has, like, created the conditions in their section and then the other person just executes it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think in terms of planting, what we do more is planting for future uh, chapters. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a bit easier because it's less, like, in the moment needs to be picked up on yeah exactly and it's something that we can kind of discuss after the episode as well and be like hmm yeah Yeah, we don't we don't talk too too much no but we do every now and then and then like you know curveballs happen and we're like okay Mm -hmm. yeah what do we do with this yeah I love that I love hearing about alternative pathways Mm -hmm. okay well next we just have to choose who goes first and we are going to play a game called Head or Anal. Oh, yes. wow. That's... So one of you picks did Head. You, did and you come up with that yourself? 
Yes, I did. That's oh, awesome. Yes. That's really good. <laughs> I was born for this podcast. Yes, I was. It's so creative and unique. <laughs> now, please, one person pick head and one person pick anal. I'm going to pick anal because I feel like in the past, the Duchess has said that anal is not your thing. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'm going to pick head. Okay, great. Here we go. What happens? Okay. What's the game? You didn't explain the game. You just like... Oh, the game is literally heads or tails. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, I really did set it up by giving it a title. Yeah, you were just like, head or anal. It's like, great. <laughs> we perform these acts now? Yeah. <laughs> wow, maybe I'll think about that for a future one. <laughs> But no, I'm literally going to choose head or anal, and the winner is anal. Fuck. Wait. Yeah. That mean I have to go? Yes. No. <laughs> Wait, we didn't. I guess we didn't establish. This is great. This is good for the listening experience. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really establish. hearing how planned everything is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we um, didn't establish if the winner gets to write or not write. Well, last time I guess you should be if you. Well, last time uh, the Viscountess won the riddle and then got to not go. Got to that. That also, I think that's how we've been doing it. So I think that you know what. I mean, I think that I think that we should reward Sodomy Velvet for winning for choosing the right one. Reward me for my anal. Yes, reward you Uh, for your anal. Whatever that means. Um, all right. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I saw Liz BB's face when she saw she had to go and I feel bad now. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. It'll all work out. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, yep. that's settled. Um, and so without further ado, let's get started. We can't wait for you to come along with us. Chapter 9, Clitterary Classic. A great name. We're off to a roaring start already. A roaring start. All right. Vatsyayan sat beside her in front of... Last minute edit. Oh, wow. Way to go, Liz BB. I just felt like reacting to the immediate real-time edit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's not allowed. No, not so much. It's fine. It's fine. Who cares? It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's for context setting. It's It's for literary clarity. There you go. Vatsyayan sat beside Magnolia in front of the hearth, stirring the fire. She'd been here five days already. She'd arrived in whatever country... That's so cool. I mean, I feel like, oh, way to go. That's awesome. Yeah, like, I do. You, I usually we're like, we're right where she, you yeah. know, and we're just like, yeah. she's been here for, oh, that's so cool. That's so okay. cool. Karen. I don't care how she's found her clothes. We we get it. We get the point. I just want to like get straight <laughs> to the goods. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Excellent choice. Um, She'd arrived in whatever country and time she was in at his doorstep and decided that her pussy needed a break. He saw it. She always eyes. says that and then does the She opposite. always does that. <laughs> the last five minutes. 
Yeah. <laughs> words, Magnolia. Us uh, says her audience, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eye rolling right now. They're like, yeah, we know better. Yeah. She'd arrived in whatever country and time she was in at his doorstep and decided that her pussy needed a break. He saw it in her eyes when she arrived, and he'd offered her some healing balms. She'd spent the last days visiting the countryside around his house, and it was divine. And in his house, it smelled even better. The smoke of the fire mixed with a bit of chicory burning and chai, and then in the evenings, they'd make out a little bit when the sun went down. <laughs> I was literally about to say, oh, so beautiful how you're weaving all this together, and then it's... Just as that thought finished, and then they make out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I interrupted the floor. <laughs> no, it's fine. And then in the evenings, they'd make out a little bit when the sun went down, but not any more than that. It's true. Just her pussy needs a break. Mm-hmm. Not her he lips. T- he, t- <laughs> he tasted like cumin and emotional edging. <laughs> <laughs> He tasted like cumin and emotional edging, and she shivered because she was pretty sure sooner or later it was going to be Matsyayan's dick inside her mouth instead of his tongue. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, that's good. Amazing. (laughs) This morning, she decided to get up early to walk up to the lake near the top of the mountain above Vatsyayan's house. She threw on the smock he'd given her and a pair of thongs and trekked up the hill. The sunrise was beautiful that morning, pink and purple and blue and exploding against the eastern sky. She'd come up to this lake several times in the last few days. It was so hot here in the afternoons, and Vatsyayan told her that this was the local spot to cool down. She'd strip down and dive in, relieved from the humidity and the hot summer sun for a few seconds. She had this sense she'd met Vatsyayan before. The way he talked to her, the softness of his lips, and his tongue in her mouth next to the fire. It all felt so uncanny, so familiar. Maybe she'd have to ask him if he traveled the world when his dick juice sushed. (laughs) You can't even finish this. (laughs) We're never getting through this chapter. Oh my god, wow. Hot. Maybe maybe she'd have to ask him if he traveled the world when his dick juice shot out. Or maybe he way. was a she- like I just like that you're like, ah, no, ejaculation. We've used that word too many times. Gotta, gotta go with dick juice shooting dick out. Dick juice is uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he was a shapeshifter. Who knew what was real these days? But she did know that she felt so damn good in his arms. The sunrise was even more incredible as she rounded the last bend before the lake. She saw the low trees seed in front of her again, this familiar opening to her lake. She undid the front of her tunic and let her breasts and her pussy take in the cool morning air. There was a light mist hanging above the lake, which would burn off before she even headed back down, once the sun had fully risen and the heat of the day had started creeping up over the mountain. She heard splashing in the water. Maybe she'd, turn it, maybe she'd run into some wildlife here. But she peered through the mist and saw that it was three women bathing in the lake. She paused for a second, not wanting to intrude. She heard them laughing and prancing about the water. 
their pendulous tits swung freely about, <laughs> naked as mole rats. <laughs> as Pen- mole rats. Pendulous, too. Yeah. I, that, that really painted a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she stepped forward, and the crunching of twigs beneath her feet drew their attention. She locked eyes with one of them, just as she would like to lock her lips against that woman's delicious-looking pussy. And the, wim- and the woman waved her over. She recognized her from the village. Her name was Amisha, and she had three children. Her husband sold spices and seeds at the local market. So glad you finally- like, oh, like, I don't know. There's something weird. It's like, oh, Magnolia had all these experiences that we weren't a part of. You know? Do you feel betrayed? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I like a little it. bit. I like it. I it makes me want her more. <laughs> She's mysterious to me now. Oh, are we are we lusting over Magnolia? Is that a is that what we've bit. been doing this are whole time? Not, are we not all lusting over Magnolia this whole time? I think that's the point of the of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> So glad you finally discovered our morning ritual, the woman exclaimed, and now all three women were beckoning Magnolia to join them. Shy for once in her life, Magnolia waited until she was next to the beach to cast off her tunic, and even then she hesitated. Finally, seeing her pause, this woman came over, slid her arms across Magnolia's chest and up her shoulders, pulling the piece of cloth off. Come play with us. She whispered, hands running again across Magnolia's now hard tits. The women played in the water for some time, dipping their hair in the water to clean it, rubbing each other with lye soap, slipping their fingers every now and then into each other's obviously wet pussies. Obviously. But only for a second. Oh. These women had such beautiful bodies. Despite having several children apiece, their titties were delicious and inviting. Wow, shade, and- <laughs> shade. <laughs> Your tits are good for the fact that you've had children. <laughs> what? No, just yeah. Your tits look pretty good, despite you having children. children. You know? I just imagine. Wow, I interpreted it as like, wow, there's beauty in every body. Oh no, maybe I'm such a narc. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's I fine. I mean, it's also true that having kids is hard on your boobs, so like, it's not. It is, it's not it is. inaccurate. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like to see that different bodies, even post pregnancy, are being loved so it's great mm-hmm. and magnolia accepted the invitation kissing one's woman one woman's breasts then another's craving more but the women didn't seem to be inviting much more Ooh. she wasn't sure if 20 minutes had gone by or an hour but eventually the women got out of the water wrung out their hair and slithered into their clothing time for my titties to go back to work amisha <laughs> laughed Babies are probably starving by now. Give yourself a few minutes of pleasure before you think about that, Bhavani, one of the two other women, said, coming up behind Amisha and taking her tits in her hands. But the work of the day was calling these women, and so Magnolia trekked back down the mountain with them. You're visiting town, yes? asked Amisha. Staying with Vatsyayan? You must ask him about that book he's writing, if he hasn't already talked to you about it. Oh. Ooh. Elizabeth, you're so great. 
leaving it there for me that's awesome yep that was great yeah that was really 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 good like really really well written it was fun great actually you had some funny curveballs yay Um, i think that's what i'm into with this podcast is like writing it and like making it seem kind of like nice and sultry and beautiful and then just like some weird ass comment oh yeah for sure i mean like it's it's very performative right because like i'm like i want to make my friends laugh yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. Wow, I love that. I think my favorite was, oh, what was it? I mean, dick juice. Dick juice honestly can't be beat. The making out a little was just so... (laughs) Uncalled for. (laughs) Slightly extra. It's just, I love when we're right, I don't know, there's like, sometimes we like write in like a more formal way to like match the time period and then just like making out a little, make a little or like you do you boo. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, okay. it makes it funnier though, because it's like, yeah, you're writing in a certain style and then you're like, ah, just kidding. I'm going to change it for two seconds. for no. I imagine, I imagine that we've never explained Magnolia's ability to translate stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah it's complete mystery. So like, I just imagine that like they'll say something and she might hear it differently or whatever is happening. You know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not actually planting anything that is a mystery. We're going to reveal. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. As she returned to Vatsyayan's house, she relished the thought of being in his company again. She pictured his thick white beard that connected so seamlessly with his white hair. Oh my gosh. I did not imagine I love that being he's an old already dude. Old. Oh yeah, he's totally an old dude. Yeah, I don't know. He's <laughs> yeah. All right. His what? Yeah. His wise, weathered face, his chest and torso, both of which seem. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, this is so good. Ah, okay. I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. His wise, weathered face, his chest and torso, both of which seemed a tad frail, but this notion was quickly dispelled once she leaned up against his strong body. There was something more, though. She lusted after the Brahmin. <laughs> Can't. Too good. Sure. But she loved his way. <laughs> Pardon? It's stellar work. It's it's so good. <laughs> Madam but she loved his way with words, his turns of phrases, his outlook on life. She felt appreciated and respected by him, which felt so at odds with what her Western schooling had taught her about the historical treatment of women, especially before the Common Era. Vatsyayan spoke about things like tantra or a, mi- or a state of mastery of the self, and she wanted to learn everything she could from him. Mm-mm-mm. She knocked on the door and Vatsyayan welcomed her in. I'm just in the middle of writing a few things down, Magnolia, said he. There's a fresh pot of chai on the table if you like. Just give me a couple of minutes. I want to write it all down before I forget. I'd love to hear more about what you're working on, Magnolia said, while pouring herself some chai. Vatsyayan was silent for a moment. Hmm, he said finally. Perhaps you could do more than just hear about my work, if it's not too much to ask. Magnolia beamed. What did you have in mind? Well, I'm working on a collection of verses on pleasure. 
a palimpsest of sorts. (laughs) Palimpsest? (laughs) I've been weaving together and retooling old Vedic texts into a guide for living life. It's part of a trilogy. It just dawned on Magnolia. It's a book about Kama? Magnolia was trying to keep her cool, the Kama Sutra. He was in the middle of writing the fucking Kama Sutra and was asking her, Magnolia, for help. Yes. (laughs) What a trip. Understatement of the century. What a trip. Yeah. Yeah. What a trip. Exactly. Uh, Great minds, Magnolia. Yes. The book explores pleasure as a means of elevating oneself. Magnolia smiled. I might need help. I might need some help fleshing out chapters two and seven. Chapter two is about the sexual union itself, of which I gather you are quite the expert. I'm a bit of a slut, yes. <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> what about chapter seven? You arrived here so mysteriously, so bewitchingly. I figure you might be able to help me out with the final chapter which is about occult practices, you know, looking good, feeling good, why and how to be attractive, being attentive, genuineness and artificiality, things you seem to have mastered. I'm flattered you think I could be of service. If I am wise and learned, it is because I've committed myself to the discipline of knowledge and wisdom and have spent many, many years in that pursuit. I have no doubts that you will one day surpass me, Magnolia, as long as you ground yourself in your humility and genuine care for those around you. It never really occurred to Magnolia how important words of affirmation were to her, but in this moment, it was undeniable. This man made her feel good, and soon she hoped she would make him feel good. Aw, yeah. (laughs) Magnolia closed her eyes and savored the moment. I seek to know you, Magnolia, all of you. I seek to know both the mind and the umbrella of the love god. The what? (laughs) Clitoris, Uh my dear. (laughs) Love god. Yes. (laughs) She blushed. They kissed. And before she knew it, many days and nights had passed. On days when Vatsyayan slept in late, which were plentiful, she would bathe with Amisha, Bhavani, and Danvi. For them, pleasure was slow and fluid. It took time and care, like bringing water to a boil. They caressed, but nothing more. Magnolia was wondering when she was going to get some action. But deep down, she knew that her lack of patience was keeping her from understanding the world in the ways she wanted to. She followed the three women to the market and began filling her basket with groceries. She let her mind wander until Bhavani broke her concentration. Who's that? I've never seen that foreigner before. Magnolia, do you know him? Amisha rolled her eyes. Not all foreigners know each other, Thanvi. Magnolia dropped her basket of food. Actually, I think I do know him. She hustled toward the shaggy-haired man who stood still, as if waiting for her. You're Sekido Shigeo. What? Okay. What? (laughs) Okay. He blinked. I am. Words were failing her. I, you were, the pirates, the party, what is going on? 
I just came to I just came by to see how you were doing, and now that I see you're staying with Vatsyayan, he turned to walk away. Well, see ya. <laughs> what? Magnolia blustered. You can't just leave. Explain things. Where are you going? He rolled his eyes. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're making good progress. Fr- <laughs> Brunhilda <laughs> Brunhilda no, sent me to check up on you just to figure out where you were in the timeline but there's no need to worry I'll see you again soon what, what is okay I will reserve commentary <laughs> but he kept walking oh wait he turned his head slightly I did want you to. T- I did want to tell you that you really made an impression on Setsuko. She may never get over you. Magnolia was dumbstruck. She stood there, ashen and motionless. Sakito faded out of view. Oh, what is happening? There are no rules anymore. I love it. Anarchy. <laughs> this is hectic. That's I so good. That. Dude, well done. Thank you. We oh my god. Multiple different elements. Thank yeah. You. All in one. I am this is my favorite book. <laughs> Magnolia turned back to her friends. You look like you've just seen a ghost, Thunbi remarked. Magnolia didn't know how to explain that she might actually be right. The easiest option was probably to cook up some logical explanation. Yeah, was just surprised to see him again. We traveled together through Southeast Asia one time a couple of years ago. Weird running into him here. Thunby gave her a quizzical look. Southeast Asia? <laughs> Apparently they called that, wor- the area, that area of the world something else. Yeah, that's what we call it in my country at least. Yeah, because the British hadn't showed up yet. <laughs> yeah. The women shrugged, as if that was a decent enough explanation. I was wondering, though, Magnolia asked, feeling bold and really hoping to change the subject. What's the deal with the morning baths? Like, do your husbands care? Amisha laughed. Our husbands love it. They know that they're not enough to satisfy our desires. A woman's desire is ninefold that of a man's. He feels thing in it, things in his lower regions, and after ten minutes of hardness, the desire is released. Men are like sweet potatoes. They're simple. They're satisfied in even the most abysmal conditions. We women, though, our desire runs rich like chocolate, and with their fields and their work, our men, mostly, our men are mostly too busy to give us that. So we stimulate the desire in each other so that when our men enter us, we are already halfway full to bursting. Wow. Wow. Without our dalliances in the morning, our men would never be able to satisfy us. As it is, they give us safety and children. This is kind of grim, though. It is grim, but it's, like, kind of (laughs) accurate. Like, like, I don't know that there were, like, actual, like, I don't know if you did your research, because I don't know if there were any, like, actual practices like this, but, like, this is a thing, even culturally. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. mm -hmm. Without our... uh, Sad, sad though. (laughs) Sad, though, but, Yeah. As, especially this part, like, as it is, they give us safety and children, but we know that we are always more loyal and tied to each other than to them. That's a thing. 
She got home to Vatsyayan as the sun was dipping below the earth. She'd adventured around a bunch more that day, talking to the locals and trying bits of this and that, vegetables and local food. It was all delicious, but now her stomach was full and her pussy needed attention. She'd been filled almost to the brim with excitement this morning with her women. Vatsyayan was waiting for her, as always, next to the hearth. The white hairs on his bare chest glowed in the flickering firelight. He'd lit incense and was plucking a tambour, and its droning reverberated against the baked brick walls. There was already a throbbing between Magnolia's legs. She knew tonight would be the night. She felt a preemptive sorrow at saying goodbye to Vatsyayan, but she was so, so excited to let him drive her to the edge of her pleasure. His voice, sultrier than usual, crooned at her from behind the vibrations of his tambour. Come, Magnolia, I've much to show you tonight. I've prepared several drawings from my book on different positions, and I'd like to try them out with you. Ben Here we go. Me. Here's why we did this. <laughs> yeah. This time. is what it was all for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but let's take our time. Magnolia begged, sitting on the ground next to him and removing her tunic. Vatsyayan put his firm hands on her shoulders. Chills ran down her spine as he began to massage them. Of course, we've got so much time and I've got so much to teach you. There will be no rush. Only think of your pleasure, Magnolia. And like the good student that she was, she would obey. He cast aside his instrument and pulled her up, their bare chests pressing against each other as he ran his hands up and down her back. Come, look at my drawings first. I want you to tell me what you think. He brought her over to his desk on which were scattered various images of coital pleasure. He'd clearly struggled with a few of the rendering of, renderings of sex positions as there were several papers crumpled and cast onto the floor. His hand on her lower back, his voice breathing into her ear, he asked her, what do you think? Would you change anything? She held up the images one by one, studying them in the dim light. They're beautiful, she murmured, so sensual. Only, and here she lifted up an image of a man fucking a woman who was upside down, holding up her arms as he's thrusted. Some of them <laughs> seem pretty athletic. Are you serious about all of these? Vatsyayan <laughs> laughed. Oh, but it's fun to live in one's imagination, isn't it? And it's fun to drive people nuts by implying they should be able to pull certain things off. This is to weed He's out the trolling. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this is to weed out the true practitioners from those who are in it for their own ego. He motioned to the image she was holding and began kissing her neck. Between kisses, he continued, if you're seriously trying to pull some of this shit off, you're into sex for an ego boost and not for pleasure and self-actualization. Those who truly read my book will understand this subtle difference and be adequately forewarned of bad lovers, those who are not true to themselves. I cannot. Oh, Jan, if only you could know how few people actually read your book and how misunderstood yeah. <laughs> your book is. <laughs> the poor man. <laughs> I cannot get the image yeah. of like this man and what I imagine Magnolia to be. <laughs> Like together right now, <laughs> like this crotchety <laughs> old dude. Yeah, he's like Jerry. Uh, 
Boy, oh boy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Here we go. Also, there was one part here. Um, oh, yeah. Well, it was it was basically like in that whole part about like how the women are like, you know, taking care of each other before their men. That whole part, I was like, because I obviously like there has been some like, you've like taken some like, there's some creative license being there right and so like but I think that like conceptually like I said earlier like it is so accurate not and obviously like culturally like in whatever what we now call South Asia but like also just like in general like because of the culture like the like the cishet patriarchy fucking up sex for everyone like it's so interesting to see how like we always end up coming back to this whole thing of like you know like misogyny affected people taking care of each other and then, like, you know, like, I don't know. It's, like, because obviously, like, mis- being affected by misogyny is on, like, a gradient, right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of, like, that part I really liked that it was just, like, tossed in there. But maybe I just went on, like, a thought journey about it. But <laughs> I did really like it. Mm-hmm. No, I think that was definitely part of it. It's just, no. like, yeah. look, taking a, a different look at sex. Like, it's not just mm-hmm. about heterosexual whatever, whatever. And, yeah. Like, I don't know, in my mind, it was, like, maybe it's possible that even in the context of, like, a heterosexual relationship that you have, like, other relationships that you find stimulating, not just even, like, emotionally or, like, yeah, mentally, but also, like, sexually, just not to the point mm-hmm. of actually coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, but it, but it, hits a, it hits at the core of the Kama Sutra as well, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, the Kama Sutra is all about, like, finding balance in your relationship so that exactly. society has balance. Yeah. Exactly. It's so, about like, like that's, body that's being part sure. of nature. Yeah. And that whole bit yeah. about like a woman's desire being nine times out of a man, like that was in that that paper yeah. semi sodomy. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, discussed yeah, there. Right, so right. and I was thinking about that and I was like it kinda I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. Make, makes sense in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. dear listeners, we read academic papers about the Kama Sutra <laughs> in preparation for this episode. Look at us doing our research. <laughs> they sat in front of each other on a bed of pillows looking into each other's eyes Vatsyayan moved his hand to a pot filled with oil and dipped his fingers in it all the while maintaining eye contact with Magnolia oh hot damn Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. he reached out his oily hand and began running his finger along her stomach around her areolas her throat a slow, soft touch. She breathed in and out deeply, and Vatsyayan moved and blah, and Vatsyayan matched his breathing with hers. He dipped his fingers in the pot of oil once more, and this time applied it to his lips. His lips brushed up against her sensitive skin like a bird skimming over an ocean. His mouth has wait. Uh wait, what was? Oh, okay. His mouth was breathing against her neck. He whispered, tell me who you are. Oh my god. This is, <laughs> this is real porn here. This is real porn. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Magnolia moaned quietly. I have tried to be water, slow and cyclical, and there is much to learn from the ocean, but to be so would extinguish my true nature. I do not move in cycles. I spread and I explore. A fire. That is what I am. My vulva is firewood, my pubic hair smoke, my vagina roaring flames. And when one penetrates me, 
witness my embers and the sparks of my climax, the hot, prickling ecstasy kindled within me. Shit. I'm sorry. Can we tell though? Like I know, but can we tell though that Sodome is a poet? Holy fuck! <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I, I stole. I stole a lot mm-hmm. from. But the still, text but still, you you weave that in there so perfectly. Like holy, fuck. so good, incredible. The whole, yeah, the whole <laughs> while, Vatsyayan looked into her eyes, massaging her clit with his finger. Mm-hmm. So beautiful and poignant were her words that he would try to remember them and write them down at a later moment. Magnolia stroked his face lovingly as if she were looking down from the heavens at sand dunes and letting her hand graze the folds. Vatsyayan leaned back, cracking his back as his cock ascended. (laughs) I don't love that. You don't love that? That's like a weird... (laughs) Yeah... I love it, but I don't love it. Yeah, I love that. I I hate that I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Magnolia enveloped it with her lips. Her head rose and fell against his shaft like the ocean tide, lapping up against his gray bush. He looked at peace with the world as she sucked and sucked. Soon after, they both stood up and their bodies moved together in time with the rhythm of the catadids outside. Katydids? Katydids. It's Katydids, right? I don't actually know. I don't know. I feel like I've heard it both ways and both times we're probably wrong. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners can forgive me. <laughs> um, the ha- uh, Soon after, they both stood up and their bodies moved together in time with the rhythm of the Katydids outside, the howl of the wind, the flicker of the candles, the creak of the roof overhead. He knelt to press his tongue against her clit. Or her umbrella of the love god, as Vatsyayan had called it. She curled her toes as his wet mouth bathed her vulva in sweet sensuality. She maintained her balance even when she lost herself in her pleasure. Hours passed them before any penetration occurred. Magnolia's body felt serene after all these weeks of sensual meditation. But holy fuck did she ever want a cock inside her. They settled into the classic position that Magnolia had always associated with the Sanskrit text. They sat facing each other once again, legs and arms woven together like a loose rope. He entered her calmly and fully. As he pushed in and out of her, her knees would chafe against his chest. He never broke eye contact. She felt seen and celebrated by this man, and in spite of her teachings with regard to embodying her pleasure... She felt sad at the thought that sex was not this way for most people. Batsyayan would see her, could see her gaze waning, and so he looked more deeply into her eyes and said, While we must care for others, we must allow ourselves to bask in our own potential when the moment demands it. Shit. Fair play, she dude. Slipped, yeah. She slipped back into herself, and this moment... She slipped back into herself and this moment, feeling his shaft inside her, his pelvis against her clit. With each thrust, she could feel her body shed its heavy troubles. Her muscles slackened. She was close, and it scared her. I don't want to leave, Magnolia said to him as she neared her climax. We are woven together, Magnolia. I will always be near. She kissed him one last time before falling upward into the cosmos. 
Her gasps echoed throughout this plane of existence. Holy shit. That was so good. Holy shit. <laughs> that was incredible. That was oh, so wow. good. What the f- Bro, that entire, like, the sex scene, like, the penetrative sex scene oh was God. so intense that I was, like, try, like, my brain was, like, fighting against the mental image, and I was, like, why is this so hot? <laughs> and that last comment is, like, beautiful. So good. Seriously. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's spiritual. This- it really tapped into that. Oh, so thank good. You. This has to be one of my favorite chapters. You say that every chapter. <laughs> I know. Well, I feel like it just keeps on getting better and better. It does. I think we're getting better at figuring out how to do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah seriously. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Damn. I'm like really thrilled. It's also really interesting because I wonder like what, I mean, I don't know if like, for example, like for me already knowing the history of this, but the way that I was taught it was like so weird mm. because it was always like really like repressed in how okay, we t- were Tell us more. Tell us more about that. Mm. Okay. So, so basically like it, no, well, I think that my context is also different, right? Because the thing is in like the Indian subcontinent, when the, like when there was like the Arab conquest of Sindh, which is like the area that my mom's family is from, that like the like my mom's side of the family was like tribal people up until two generations ago like my mom's grandmother was like the first to be converted on on her mom's side right to to islam so before that they were practicing like kind of like a mix of things because a lot of this is traditional knowledge but it's also hinduism and like my mom's side of the family was like kind of in between people um and like it's really interesting because like that means that my mom has a lot of this knowledge But Mm. in, like, a really strange way because, like, she was taught to, like, to, like, reject it Mm. and to accept, like, the conservatism of Islam. Oh. Right? And so it's really interesting because, like, also, like, not, not to, like, push a narrative that, like, you know, all people who practice Islam are conservative. But, like, I'm just saying that, like, in the way that she was taught, it was that. Right. And so like, it's so interesting because she has all this knowledge that like the Kama Sutra and like the, what like Vatsyayan's like teachings were, were more about just like as a philosopher and as like a scientist of sorts, like Mm -hmm. he was like exploring how like bodies and like people connect and that there's no like, like what those, the the original teachings were, where is that, where that like, it's not that we are led by any type of like, morality that's set out the way that we see in like abrahamic religions it's more just that like we are existing because we're part of nature and like as part of nature we like explore each other and like it like it isn't even like sexual if that makes sense Mm -hmm, like it's mm -hmm. not about sexuality the way that we see it now and it's not transactional it's not like that and it's so interesting though because like she teaches me that, and then she's like, at the same time, she's like, don't have sex until marriage. <laughs> like, mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just, like, wild how, like, how much, like, all of this can be, like, turned into just philosophy. So it was, like, so fun for me to kind of, like, see, like, the two of you like take like creative license with it and just like I'm like suspending my disbelief and just being like all of this is just shit that people came up with and people like whatever and like obviously like the kind of like the not not moral but like you know what I mean like the actual moral if that makes sense of the 
exploration is is there but like the way that we like go through it with like magnolia like planting ideas in his head and like yeah. all of that stuff mm-hmm. it's just like so fun to see it I don't know like obviously like, I really oh, man if there's anyone out there that is listening to this and has any similar thoughts about any of the episodes just like seeing stuff that they learned a long time ago being mm. like pulled apart in chaotic ways but like chaotic good kind of I want to know so badly what other people think because like for me this was like so fun to see but also just like a really beautifully written chapter with like also the story elements I love it oh thank you That's my mom yeah I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to really keep a like maintain a fine balance there like I didn't want Magnolia to like give him too many ideas because mm-hmm. I didn't want just like some white lady to like be behind the, com- you know, like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the way that you so, like, I like, it was yeah, mostly just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like that it was so based on, like, their relationship and, mm-hmm. like, her self-actualization. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, I really liked it. That was great. Oh, I'm so excited to know what's next. Do you want to plug our socials and such? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. If you're listening and you enjoy this, but you're like, ah. Oh, It'd be so cool if Magnolia went to X period of time in X period of place. Email us, podcometogether at gmail.com. Just tell us where you want her to go. Like, we're, yeah. Or follow us on Instagram and send us a message on Instagram. We're on Instagram, podcometogether, but the the two is like a number two. Uh, podcometogether at Twitter. I think if you type in the Coming Together podcast on Facebook, you can find us if people are still using Facebook. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All the boomers that are following this podcast. Yes. Yes. Boomers, we love you for listening to this podcast. Honestly, any boomer that's listening to this is my friend. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. Unwind.